hey there. Welcome once more to VG Emporium. I'm your host, Rage Cage, and uh, today we're going to be listening to some Gems Jams. Oh yes, Gems, the Genesis editor for music and sound. Now it was used by uh, primarily American composers, but there's a few uh, Europeans kind of sprinkled in the, there with the usage, and, um, and the majority of the music made with it, um, let's see, it could be described as tinny, farty, uh, flarpy, grady, scratchy, thin, twarmpy, all around just kind of samesy. But in the hands of someone who knows what they're doing with it, you can get some really good stuff out of it, like this tune here. This is uh, the theme music for uh, B.O.B., um, composed by Alex Rudis. And let's see, Rudis himself has done a lot of music for some Lynx games, Clacks, and Hard Driving. You could say he does a fine job here. You know, the one thing about the gems is that, um, you know, it came preloaded with um, about a hundred so patches that are all just kind of equivalent, like trying to equate to like certain instruments and stuff. And they had the option to um, actually create their own patches, but for most composers using this software, they just did. They just used the patches that were there and maybe modified them a little bit. But um, for the most part, we're like uh, it comes down to the composition of the tracks and some of the, you know, the patches they chose to use along with it that are, you know, kind of set these tracks I'm going to be playing you today apart from the ones that are a little bit more on the not-so-good side. So now about this game B.O.B. or Bob, um, so you play as Bob, a, a teenage robot with Tood, because this is the 90s, and all these characters gotta have some maximum Tood. And uh, he borrows his dad's space car to go pick up his date, but on the way he crashes it and ends up, you know, crashing onto a planet, like another planet, and has to, you know, work his way through multiple levels, um, you know, using guns to shoot at enemies and gadgets to, you know, get around in other places and stuff like helicopter or trampoline and stuff in order to get to his girlfriend to go on a date. And so, yeah, this is basically a, just a, you know, side-scrolling running gun trying to create like a new mascot like everybody else was. And yeah, I don't know much more about this game. I haven't actually played it before. I, might, I think I might have emulated it, you know, years ago, but you know, I don't remember much about playing it. Before we move on, I'd like to note that um, all the tracks that we're going to be hearing today, um, I actually played through um, this uh, device I have called the Mega Blaster 2, um, created by Aiden Lawrence. It is uh, basically a board that has the uh, YM2612 sound chip and the uh, SN76489 sound chip on it, and you just load the VGM files, like .VGM or .VGZ files, onto a little SIM card. You pop it in there and you actually play the tracks through real hardware. So all the songs you're gonna be hearing today have been rendered through that real, like those real sound chips and re-recorded and yeah, so you're gonna get like nice, kind of like some buzz, some gritty, like the way how it's through the sound a little cleaner too, so yeah. I'm a gosh darn nerd. And I'll nerd out to you about these here sound chips in a bit. But first, we're gonna get onto our next track, which is going to be a uh, copy break slash continue from uh, Garfield Caught in the Act composed by Dwight Stone.
that was Coffee Break slash Continue from Garfield Caught in the Act, composed by Dwight Stone. And what? When I am not eating the saga, I am drinking coffee. Hey, you don't go around taking other people's mics like that. I don't care if you're the only other famous orange cat in the world. You get on out of here. Hey, uh, sorry about that, folks. I didn't see him come in here, and he just kind of swooped in, grabbed my mic, and, well, you heard that. You know, come to think of it, something seemed a little off about him. Maybe not quite the real deal. Possibly an Uber fan that just has gone a little too deep. Well, hopefully he won't be coming back. Uh, anyway, Dwight Stone, um, he's composed music for Jam at Street Hockey 95, uh, Tristan Desprez, I, believe, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, Star Wars Arcade for the 32X, it's Bonkers, and Eternal Champions. And about this game, it's, you know, your standard licensed platformer, you know, you play as Garfield, gets sucked into a TV, and goes through stages that are, like, you know, movies and TV shows. So, you know, there you go, not much more to it. You know, and as far as music goes, there's a nice sounding, yet almost farty bass. Uh, the, you know, the other FM patches are, you know, nice sounding, you know, like not too annoying, but the standout here are those PSG ARPs just coming in nice and strong here. You can't forget about those nice beefy percussion samples there, you know, a little, a little crunchy, but really nice sounding. Let's get a little bit more into the gems here. So, um, it was created by, uh, Jonathan Miller, Bert Sloan, Chris Grigg, and Mark Miller. Um, it was commissioned to them by, uh, Sega of America. You know, create a program that makes it easier to create music for the Sega Genesis because the only other way would be to program it, you know, through hexadecimal and all these values and stuff, which is the way how the Japanese composers did it because, you know, they've been doing it for so long with, you know, their the home computers that have been going on since, like, you know, the like late or early mid-80s. And so what they created was a, uh, a DOS-based user interface, which uh, was MIDI Interactive. So um, you could actually visually see all the different settings, parameters, like, you know, go in, uh, create your melodies, you know, choose your patches, modify them if you wanted. Most didn't. And, um, yeah, like, and also set these crazy little, like, macro, like, you know, like uh, CCs and macros called mailboxes, I guess. Um, there's actually a video on GST channel called uh, How to Make Sega Genesis Music in 1994 on YouTube. The, and he goes into some really good details about, um, you know, about this software. So I would definitely suggest you go check it out. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So, yeah. I mean, and GST channel in general, you should just go and subscribe to him because he creates, like, awesome mixes, mixtapes, and has just, like, nice little like, video essays talking about certain, like, video game music, uh, like, you know, softwares and creations and all. So, yeah, check him out. So now, moving right along to our next track, um, you know, I kind of found this one a little neglected in the Sonic Sonic section, so I decided to kind of bring it out and, you know, give us a fresh air. So we've got Toxic Caves from Sonic Spinball, composed by Howard Drossen.
yeah. Now we're getting to that really funky stuff. Uh, this was Toxic Caves from Sonic Spinball, composed by Howard Drossen. And I'd like to note that uh, with those brass stabs, you could probably hear a little bit of that distortion kind of trailing off. That's the magic of that uh, Mega Blaster 2 uh, running through that real YM2612 FM sound chip. Real-time buzzy goodness. So now let's go back to 1993. You've just finished playing Sonic 2. You had the best time of your life with it. Now you're ready for more. And you're excited because you hear tell that Sonic 3 is possibly getting made. And so, you know, you're just wanting clamoring for more Sonic, more Sonic. So to kind of fill that void, um, uh, Sega of America decided to take it upon themselves to create uh, another Sonic game while, you know, the Sega of Japan was busy working on Sonic 3. And uh, they created Sonic Spinball to give all the childhoons the Sonic they wanted. And it was uh, not very much what they were wanting. So now, if you're not familiar with Sonic Spinball, it's basically just pinball with Sonic. And the stages are big, weird, um, very difficult, not very forgiving. And the weirdest part of it was, is, was based off of the uh, Archie comics version of Sonic. Not the, uh, you know, in-game Sonic that we, uh, you know, knew playing on the Sega Genesis. And the music was very, very different. Um, as you can hear, it's kind of not, not that really nice melodies or bass lines. They're like, you know, the patches are weird, different, grungy, kind of slightly tinny. But, and you know, like, uh, you know, as a kid, I remember, you know, I did not care for this music at all. But as the years have gone on, it's grown on me. It's kind of got that New Jack Swing feel to it. And, you know, I like me some New Jack Swing. And the music from this game, and in particular this track, is a little foretelling of what we would have get in uh, Sonic and Knuckles, because um, Howard Drawson would go on to compose the music for Sonic and Knuckles. And um, what else has he composed is, let's see here, the ooze. Die Hard, the arcade game. Go on to do Afro Samurai and Splatterhouse, the 2010 game. And he also did the music for uh, Sonic the Black Knight which um, I don't know anything about that one, except that it's Sonic with a gauntlet and a sword. And he has a fire on his chest or something, I don't know. But what I do know is that uh, Mr. Drawson here is using the, the gems uh, driver at like, you know, to its strength here. You're creating this clearly nice, funky, new Jack's swingy kind of sound with it. So now up next, I've selected you a real oddball here. As, you know, as like game and music. Um, so it is the uh, track for Cheetah Man 1 tune and Mind's Eye 2 tune for uh, action, the Action 52 multi-game cartridge composed by one of the creators of the Gems driver, Mark Miller.
That was Cheetahman Tune 1 slash Mind's Eye Tune 2 from the Action 52 multi-game cartridge uh, composed by Mark Miller. This one's such a silly, gunky, funky tune for a weird set of games, per se. Um, I know the Cheetahman games is a kind of like an action side-scroller game that was they were trying to create. Again, mascots, 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 trying to make some kind of IP that was going to take off. They were getting ready to shoot off a bunch of products for it, and it just flopped hard. And then Mind's Eye, um, I'd imagine, is maybe some kind of puzzle game or something. And the rest of the games were made up of just kind of like, you know, knockoffs of more popular games. You know, other games like, uh, you know, puzzlers, shoot-em-ups, beat-em-ups, um, action games, whatever, what have you, you know, just... Yeah, and they're all just very basic, not good. And about this music, you know, just one day I was just walking and I decided to just listen to the whole soundtrack, you know, all the tunes for this game. And I can confidently say that majority of them are that flat, tinny, twarmpy, farty, just uninspired, you know, kind of like you can kind of tell that uh, Mark here was, you know, just kind of cramming to get a lot of these tunes out. But there are some standouts. This track in particular being one of them where he just was just gave himself the time to make something that's kind of you know fun and funky and sound you know it's a little farty has some of those sounds but it's really you know i like it i like this one and speaking of mark miller um what else he has composed is uh kid chameleon earthworm jim and uh the first one and x-men 2 clone wars and he along with let's see it's uh, chris grigg uh, helped to design the user interface of the gems driver because you know they they were the these two guys were making music and they wanted to make something that they could use and knew that other musicians would be able to use though unfortunately most of those musicians again didn't really use it to its fullest potential and i feel that mark you know mark did because uh which will be evidenced in this next track i got coming up here for you is a uh, flight term from robocop versus terminator composed by Mark Miller.
wasn't one of the scungiest, funkiest techno jams you ever done heard. That was Flight Term from Robocop vs. Terminator, composed by Mark Miller. Yeah, that funky bass with those really grindy, just like synth pads coming in and all those like kind of like cool sounds coming in and out. And then the you know kick kick patches, you know, decent enough. And then that weird open hi hat. And then that sample of the female voice saying Terminator just kind of popping in every once in a while pretty cool but one of the more interesting things um, you're pretty sure you heard at that very beginning of the track is that uh, the periodic noise there which is um, when you take the noise channel you sacrifice the third uh, the uh, third pulse channel on the uh, SN76489 and uh, it creates a kind of like a pulse of a different like you know slightly smaller width kind of giving it like that high pitch kind of buzzy pulse sound and it's kind of a really cool like when it's used like, you know, you don't really hear it used too much, but, like, in a lot of the a few American composers do end up using it for their tracks, you know, especially um, in, like, ones that are composed for the Sega Master System and the uh, and the uh, Game Gear, which use the SN76489 for their, uh, you know, sound chip. And to continue on this nerd train here, um, so the YM2612 sound chip, the, or also known as the OPN2, which is preceded by the uh, YM2203, the OPN, and the YM2608, uh, the OPN-A, um, is a 4-op FM sound chip created by Yamaha. It has a carryover feature from the previous OPN chips, which is where you can take the third FM channel and uh, split it into four separate channels. You know, so like one operator per channel. And so you can take, you know, two channels at a time, like so one carrier, one modulator, and create two op instruments to be playing so you have two extra basically two extra channels to go, or use all four as separate instruments, just as simple waves and all. So, you know, some cool things that can be done with that. Um, it also has an LFO, which affects all channels. Like you can't turn it on, but like um, you can set which how each channel is affected by it. And then last, but definitely not least, is the uh, function where you can take the sixth FM channel and turn it into a, uh, a DAC um, eight, Bit PCM sampler, so you mostly used for percussion samples, or in this, in the case of this track, they uh, Mark uses it to play a vocal sample. You know, somebody just saying Terminator. Uh, you can also use it for like you know, little like instrument things, like you know, if you wanted to actually pitch, like you know, load up instruments at you know their pitches and all, and then play it like that. You could do that. You know, like how Sunsoft did with um, like the NESs sample channel the dpcm come on you know what i'm talking about that sunsoft bass but yeah cool things can be done with this this chip now getting off nerd ass express here i'm talking about this a little bit about this game here you play as robocop who has reassembled himself in the future to stop skynet and he must use various weapons to take on the terminator robots as well as a couple of Ed 209s that show up here and there. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it, in the case of Robocop, it would be more like a walk and gun game instead of a run and gun because he doesn't move too fast. I don't know, this game's just more wacky 90s franchise 
gobbledygob. And we're gonna carry on to something that truly does represent the 90s. So we're gonna be playing Lawanda's Love from Toe Jam and Earl 2, Panic on Funkatron, composed by John Baker. Yes, now that was good. That was Lawanda's Love from Toe Jam and Earl 2, Panic on Funkatron, composed by John Baker. That man knows how to lay down that FM funk. Um, what else he has done is Slam City with Scotty Pippen, Gex 3D, Army Men, Sarge's War 2, Warriors of Might and Magic, and the last credit I can find is uh, he did audio direction for Splatterhouse, the 2010 remake. And I can honestly say, in my opinion, that this uh, this track is probably the best out of the batch I've uh, played for you today. Um, you know, the the patches are nice, chunky, and beefy. The whole melody, like everything about it, is just so funky goodness. More of that, a little bit of that new jack swingy kind of hip hoppy kind of sound. Oh yes. My favorite parts is just like that really harpsichordish slap bass, just kind of going all over the place, left and right, cutting off, giving it that kind of chunky, gunky sound. And the game is just as wacky and funky as the music. So in the previous game, 
it was a uh, treasure hunt with a uh, random randomly generated levels uh, kind of like inspired by rogue and uh, you have to find you know cds and uh the pieces of your ship because you crash a lot on earth to, so you can get off earth and you find all this stuff and you finally get off earth so the second game takes place right after that you get back to their planet home planet funkatron and somehow humans stowed away on your ship and are just wreaking havoc all around Funkatron. So you gotta track them all down and trap them in jars so you can just get them the heck off of Funkatron. And the gameplay is now totally different. It is now a side-scrolling platformer. You get to play as both uh, Toe Jam and Earl again. This, you can switch back and forth with them because they do uh, certain things that the other can't. So you get through the levels and all. And uh, it's just a funky, wacky time. Though it's um, a little divisive between fans because they wanted more of the... Uh, roguelike experience of the first one but others are like it really like the platformer because you know platformers are the big craze and everything so you know big conditions there and then there was a third one and that one failed and we don't talk about it but what we will talk about is uh the last track i'm gonna be playing for you today it is a uh, final results from nba jam composed by john hay is Final Results from NBA Jam, composed by John Hay. Just keeping that jazz funk ball a-bouncing. And you may be asking, hey, what's John been up to? Well, what he's been up to is uh, Smash TV, Total Carnage, and he's done music for multiple pinball machines. So he got like, you know, Demo Demolition Man, Doctor Who, Gilligan's Island, among many others. Just, you know, music and sound effects for those things. 
And what's the jam on this particular game? Well, you play two 2v2 games with the uh, you know with the roster of the 93-94 season, and it's just some wacky, you know, not fast-paced basketball arcade action. You know, you get to you know do long shots from downtown. You get to do some really power dunks that just break the backboard. You get flaming dunks, I think, in the later on games, and the ever-present cheat for the big heads. Oh yes, you can't not play without playing with the big heads. And this kind of kicked in the popularity of like these arcade style um, sports games. So, you know, we later on see it with like NFL Blitz. And I think there's like NHL Hits and MLB Slugfest. And, you know, they're just like just fast paced, just always going. No slow down, no downtime. Just just keep going, just keep playing. And the music playing right now is just another fine example of these uh, the patches that Gems offered being used uh, you know, to good effect. And unfortunately, I can't say the same thing about the rest of the, you know, the rest of the tracks for the soundtrack of this game. Um, you know, there's, you know, always that. There's always just that, sometimes that one standout track where the composer is just like, you know, giving it his all. And then the rest of them are just kind of being done because he just, you know, wants to get them done and pushed out so he can move on to another project. And with that, I'm going to give you a hearty handshake and a fine farewell. Until next time you stop in VG Emporium. And uh, just to let you know, I am now on all four of those podcasting services. So I'm on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and Stitcher now. So yeah, so go if that's your preferred ways of listening, then go check that out. And also check out the Twitter and Instagram pages I got set up for it. It's at uh, VGMPORIUM. Uh, not much going on in there other than the episode posts and all, but hopefully more soon to come. And you can find myself at RageCage on Twitter and Instagram as well um that's r-a-y-j k-a-y-j and to give you a hint as to what the next episode is going to be on um we're going to be covering remixes from a particular site that was very formative to me in my uh teenage years so yeah it's going to be a fun one i'm you know i'm feeling really excited about it so yeah once again this has uh, been rage cage and this has been vg emporium video game music and more if you're having a hard time finding the gems they will eventually find you.